Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Starter sit advice for week seven, next on Fantasy Football Today in five. Welcome to FFT in five. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Dave Richard, and we're here to talk some starts and sits for week seven of the NFL season. But first, got a little more injury news to talk about. And obviously, it's one of the biggest storylines uh, in fantasy football heading into week seven, along with the fact that we've got six teams on a bias. Just how many names are dealing with injuries and how much as of Wednesday at 450 remains totally unknown. You know, we were talking before the show about like, I would love to tell people to sit Gus Edwards, but between like the Rams and 49ers, I have no idea who's going to be useful on any of those teams. So right now I probably have to tell you to sit, start Gus Edwards ahead of all those guys. And it's just, it makes things very difficult. So obviously as the week goes on, we'll have a lot more talk about injuries, but two things I wanted to talk about first, Kyler Murray, had the window for his return to practice opened on Wednesday. Doesn't sound like he's got any chance to play in week seven. I would guess we're still multiple weeks away, but this does put him on a path, assuming there's no setbacks, to return within the next three weeks. And that's really exciting because, you know, there have been some disappointments at the quarterback position. Dave, do you expect Kyler Murray to be in the QB1 discussion when he's healthy? He might be toward the bottom of it. The one thing I worry about is quarterback coming back from a torn ACL, Mm -hmm. how willing will he be to run? Now, there's going to be some chances where he's pressured. He just takes off. Quarterbacks naturally do that. How often do you think the Cardinals are going to dial up rushing plays for him like he used to have back in the day? And then I still think even with three weeks of practice, there will be some rust. And it's not the best receiving core, and it's not the best offensive line. So I can't look at Kyler Murray and say, oh, yeah, that's a guy who's going to save my fantasy season. He might have some good weeks, but I almost wonder if this is eventually going to be an audition for him. If the Cardinals really end up stinking this year, Mm -hmm. he could end up on a different team starting next year. Yeah, that's one thing we're going to be watching very closely in the second half of the season with an eye on 2024 and beyond. The other one that I wanted to talk about, Kyron Williams, you know, that this was you know, yesterday when we're talking about this, it sounds like, oh, he's not going to play this week, but it's not that serious. And then we get this report from Jeremy Fowler from ESPN earlier on Wednesday. He's expected to miss multiple games, but should be back at the latest after the week 10 by. Well, you know, you start to think about it, it's like, well, week seven, week eight. All right. Multiple games. Assume he misses those. Then it's like maybe he's back in week nine, if not week 11. So this is a really concerning situation. And obviously there's just no clarity on what to expect from the from the Rams backfield. They, they've added 
Daryl Henderson. They signed Royce Freeman from the practice squad. They signed Miles Gaskin from the uh, Vikings practice squad. So do you have any lean on the four, on the Rams backfield for week seven? I don't have a good lean. Um, the one thing that I that did strike me, Chris, is that by signing Miles Gaskin off the Vikings practice squad, they've committed to him mm-hmm. for four weeks. This isn't like a typical situation where a player's like, on the okay, practice yeah. squad, he can get elevated, he can go back to the practice squad. No, he's on the active roster for the Rams for at least the next four games. So there's, the, I think what they might like about Gaskin is that he's familiar with their scheme. Yeah. Not only is it the same type of scheme that they run in Minnesota, it's basically a version of the scheme that they run in Miami, which is also a scheme that they run in San Francisco. It's a scheme that a bunch of running mm-hmm. teams use. So I, I think that that might help him get on the field a little bit sooner. And we've seen flashes from Gaskin before. It's just a matter of how much can he do in this week's worth of practices and whether or not he can displace Zach Evans, who's a day three pick who you know doesn't have a lot of great traits. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been a day three pick. All right, let's talk some starts and sits. And the, the first one we're going to talk about is Thursday night. Trevor Lawrence, as of Wednesday afternoon, is officially questionable for this game. He sounded optimistic when asked if he's going to play. If he does, are you starting him this week? He's a low-end starter. I'm listing him as a bus candidate in this week's lineup decisions. That doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that he's definitely going to bust. It just means that you should have lowered expectations. This is a good Saints defense. They can get just enough pressure on their opponents. They've got a great secondary. They should match up well and play a lot of man-to-man coverage against Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if I can count on him for 20 fantasy points, which is something he's done once this year. All right, let's talk about Alexander Madison, who's got a very tough matchup against the 49ers. But obviously, he is a starting running back who has a locked-in role. And there's about 12 of those in the NFL in Week 7. That locked-in role is starting to fall apart for him. He's played Mm -hmm. right around 50 55% of the snaps the past couple of weeks, I believe. He's not in that 70% where he was before Cam Akers came to town. I think he's still going to end up playing the most. I'm I'm almost hoping that he catches four passes Mm -hmm. and that gives him a chance at 10 PPR points against San Francisco. I wouldn't expect him to do much more than that. I would try and sit him. All right. Let's talk about DJ Moore. Who's going to be playing with Tyson Badgett as the starting quarterback for the bears, presumably. And look, Justin Fields wasn't throwing a ton or giving necessarily the highest quality of targets. What DJ Moore has been doing a lot. You know, you saw it in that Washington game a lot of after-the-catch stuff. Are we starting DJ Moore with a backup quarterback starting for the Chicago Bears? You start him with wide receiver two expectations, and I still believe that he will see the most targets of anybody in this offense, and they're taking on Las Vegas. And though that pass rush is probably going to be in in Bajan's kitchen quite a bit, I still can't help but think that Moore can make some things happen down the field. All right, that's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll see you tomorrow on FFT and 5.